Welcome to the Canine Nation Podcast. It's Tuesday, February 24th, 2015, and this is episode 105. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Brad. You know, I've lived with dogs for the past 30 years, but really the last 10 years or so has been the most important for me and my wife. We've learned a lot about the science of dogs, dog behavior, and animal training from some great books and from great speakers. I'm very pleased to have shared some of that information with you in articles and podcasts over the past five years. Thank you for joining me here and we'll see what we can get into on this week's podcast. You know, when I get out of bed in the morning, I have a pretty good idea of what my day will have in store. I have expectations, and I have plans. And oddly, I think my dogs have a similar experience. But as the people who are very much in control of their lives, my dogs might not know what to expect from me. So it's my job to make sure that they have a clear understanding of how routines work so that they can be better adjusted to life with me. But setting our dog's expectations is not something everyone thinks about, and maybe we should. This is my article, Dog Expectations. The unexpected happens to everyone. It can be something as small as reaching for a glass at a party only to find that some helpful host has taken it away for a refill. It might even be reaching for a wallet and finding that you had unexpectedly left it at home. Whatever the unexpected event might be, it always takes us a minute to adjust. We need to search the mental database to try to sort the information into the proper places so that the unexpected can make sense. These unexpected events can happen a lot when you own a dog. Sometimes it's something like finding a bit of kibble left in the bowl at dinnertime. Sometimes it's a walk instead of a run into the backyard when letting our dogs out. Sometimes it's even something as simple as our dogs being a little too quiet in the next room. When things happen in ways that are different than we expect, we stop and consider and try to work out what might be different and find a way to deal with the new information. It shouldn't come as any surprise that the same thing is true for our dogs. As people, we all have different degrees of routine in our lives. Our dogs become part of those routines. Things like feeding our dogs at the same time each day or letting them out at the same time can create expectations for our dogs. For instance, in our house, there is one last evening outing after which our dogs get cookies before we head off to bed. If my wife and I are busy with other things as the evening goes on, we can be assured that one or both of our dogs will seek us out to remind us that something should be happening now, something involving going out and having cookies. I'm often surprised by people who tell me that they have to feed their dogs at a certain time because the dogs will pester them until they do. Why do their dogs expect to eat at a particular time each day? Well, probably for the same reason that our dogs expect their evening outing and cookie at the same time each night. 
we set their expectations through routine and repetition. We might not have intended to create an expectation, but it happens. Sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it. Routines are things that help me as a human being to keep my life in order, and to a large extent, those routines help me to manage my dogs as well. It can be a great help to have my dogs ready and waiting when it's time for a walk, or resting when they know that the day's routine doesn't have anything for them to do for a little while. The interesting thing I've learned with my dogs is that they notice a great deal more detail than I do about our life together. When my dog Tiramisu was a puppy, I was just learning about mark and reward training. The books I was reading told me how to carefully count out food treats and work in short, highly rewarding sessions. We had a couple of weeks of fantastic training when I found a website that suggested that I integrate play into my training as an alternative reward to using food treats. Imagine my surprise when my puppy looked very unimpressed when I produced her favorite toy to reward her in a training session for the very first time. She just looked at me, and then at the toy, and then wandered around sniffing. Eventually, we worked out how to integrate play as a reward into our training, but I now know what caused that initial reaction in my dog. She was facing the unexpected. For weeks, the routine was clear. Do the behavior, get the marker signal, get the food treat. Now the routine had changed. Do the behavior, get the marker signal, no food treat. But the toy was there instead. It was a change that she had to accommodate into her thinking. A lot of reward-based trainers like to use what they call jackpots in their training. It's a technique where, when the trainer sees a dog exhibiting a particularly big leap in understanding, they offer several treats instead of just one or their usual number. Jackpotting is intended to let the dog know that what they just did was something special and worth repeating. Hopefully, the jackpot fixes the idea in the dog's head that this new behavior that they exhibited is exactly what we were looking for. There's only one small problem with this kind of approach. It could disrupt the dog's expectations and learning process during that training session. Research done at the University of North Texas by Dr. Jesus Rosales Ruiz and his team revealed some interesting facts about this jackpot phenomenon. In their experiments, the researchers would reward a dog for touching a target on a wall with their nose. Each successful attempt would result in one piece of food. If the dog went to the target quickly enough, the trainer would deliver a jackpot of five treats into the bowl. And this is where it gets interesting. The dog would quickly go back to the target again, and when they returned, they would find one piece of food in the bowl again. Instead of racing back to the target again, the dog would sniff around the bowl, looking for the other four pieces of food. The trainer had changed the expectations. What this research revealed was that jackpots disrupted the learning process. Since the conditions had changed, the dog had to reevaluate what was happening with the rewards and integrate that into their thinking before returning to the task of learning the behavior. The dogs recovered very quickly, within only a handful of repetitions, to their previous level of performance. 
This showed that while there was a temporary disruption in the training, the jackpots had no long-term detrimental effect on the dog's learning or their willingness to work. To me, the important information in this study is that the dogs were able to accommodate a new type of reward fairly quickly and function without a problem. What that suggests to me is that while variations in routine or environment can cause short-term disruptions, over the long run, these unexpected changes can broaden my dog's tolerance and understanding of the world. Once I learned this, we began to incorporate the unexpected into the training of all of our dogs. From the time they are small, we make sure to introduce them to a variety of places, things, and even routines so that they learn to account for it all in their own experience. We feed them at different times of the day and in different locations. This is important for us because we play agility with our dogs, and weekend trials can often shift the times and places we have to feed our dogs. Helping them to be comfortable eating in their crate or in the back of a truck just makes things less stressful for them overall. And we think it's much better to start that training at home where we can control how much of the unexpected we throw at our dogs at one time. The same is true for our reward protocol when training. If we rewarded our dogs with food each and every training session, we would be setting ourselves up for a potential difficulty down the road. So, when we train, we change not only what foods we use, for example, kibble, cheese, gourmet treats, deli meats, and so on, but we also integrate play, verbal markers, petting, and life rewards like being led outside or being released from training. Training our dogs to expect this kind of variety means that they will find these occasional variations less disrupting. It's something that they have experienced before, and so it's no big deal to them. To us, training for variety in many aspects of our dogs' lives is just as important as teaching our dogs good socialization skills. The short-term distraction of things being different or unexpected evolves into a greater understanding of my dog's world. They learn that good things come in lots of different shapes and sizes, and that things that are different are less scary than they might have imagined otherwise. It's just a matter of introducing the unexpected gently, slowly, and with kindness so that they can learn to adapt. Until next time, have fun and some variety with your dogs. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, but Canine Nation is more than just this podcast. We also have a series of articles that feature topics about dogs, training, behavior, and even just life with dogs. It's intended for dog trainers and dog owners to get a better understanding of how to make our lives and our communication better with our dogs. You can find the Canine Nation articles at the Life as a Human online magazine. Just go to caninenation.lifeasahuman.com or you can find all articles and podcasts at the Canine Nation website at caninenation.ca. If you're a Facebook user, you can find Canine Nation there as well. We have a Facebook page and we also have a discussion group, the Canine Nation Forum, where we discuss a variety of dog-related issues and the articles and podcasts we publish here. And if you're an ebook lover, 
look for Canine Nation eBooks at Amazon, Dogwise, or your favorite eBook retailer. Well, that's about all for now. Thanks so much for listening, and pass on the podcast to a dog-loving friend or family member if you get the chance. Until next time, have fun with your dogs.